0: Today on the Inside Scoop, it's Miami's turn at a big visit weekend. Texas went into Alabama and did something nobody expected. And we're gonna talk about the hottest team on the recruiting trail. But first, I'm gonna explain why you never wanna hear the phrase set the bar high from a recruit when he's talking about official visit to your school. It's a phrase that I heard a lot heading out of the first weekend of official visits. In the last 10 days, I found eight headlines with the word, set the bar high in them. All these articles were also written after a recruit visited on an official visit. And on the surface, it sounds good, right? Sounds like the recruit enjoyed the visit. It's polite, they're certainly not being rude. But let me let you in on a little secret. Set the bar high is really just code word for thanks but no thanks. Not a single recruit who mentioned a school setting the bar high committed to that school over the weekend. It's more like, thanks for hosting me, thanks for feeding me, thanks for treating me like a king all weekend, but I'm going to go check out these other schools that I'm sure I'm more interested in. And down the line, hey, maybe I'll think about you. Nobody committed after saying setting the bar high. Wait, actually, I take that back. Tennessee set the bar high for five-star linebacker Sammy Brown when he took his first OV during the last week of May. Only he committed a week later to Clemson. But what are they supposed to say? I mean, hey, your school's fifth in my top three, and I'll probably forget about this visit in two weeks. No, set the bar high. That's what they say. I don't think fan bases have fully caught on to this yet, though, and there was a whole lot of setting the bar high taking place all across the country, except for one spot, Clemson. They weren't trying to set the bar high with this first official visit weekend. They were trying to close. The Tigers went into the weekend with the number 14th ranked class in America— And as of today, when this show's taping, they're now sitting at number four. After landing five-star linebacker Sammy Brown, four-star wide receiver T.J. Moore, four-star wide receiver Bryant Wesco. Dabo's feeling nostalgic. They finished 11th last year, 14th the year before that. Clemson is now back inside the top five and showing no signs of slowing down. And they're not here to set the bar high. They are here to close. Okay, let's turn our attention to this coming weekend. We're going to talk big visits. There's one in Miami. There's one in Georgia. But we're going to talk Georgia on Monday. I think Georgia fans are even sick of talking Georgia on this Inside Scoop show. We'll talk about Miami in a minute. But first, let's bring on national recruiting analyst Sam Spiegelman to talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes, 17 official visitors on campus this weekend. Now, eight of them are already committed to the Buckeyes, but it's a big weekend nonetheless in Columbus. Let's take a look at who is on campus at Ohio State. Five-star-plus wide receiver Jeremiah Smith. We talk a lot about him. Five-star wide receiver Mylon Graham. Those two are both committed to Ohio State, but offensive tackle Brandon Baker, the number one offensive tackle in America, he'll be there. Four-star edge Marquise Lightfoot and four-star wide receiver Jeremiah McClellan. Sam, what is this visit all about for Jeremiah Smith and Ohio State this weekend?
1: Yeah, Jeremiah Smith has been the face of the recruiting world the last couple of weeks. We know that he took his first official visit to Florida, and he he made open, honest comments about his time in Florida. Maybe they didn't set the bar that high. Maybe they did. But we know that he's considering Florida. He's been committed to Ohio State. He's one of the faces of this 2024 class, and he's one of the first commits for Brian Hartline, the former wide receiver coach, now the OC in Columbus. He means a lot to the Buckeyes program and this particular class, of course, he is still continuing to take visits. Like we said, he's been in the swamp. He's still going to get to, to Georgia at some point. But this weekend he heads back home to Ohio State. Um, obviously, it's a school he's committed to and it's a school that he feels very strongly about. But with the decision not coming up until December where things are finalized and the ink dries, it's a big opportunity for that Buckeye staff to kind of continue to kind of hammer home. Um, with their top commitment in this class.
0: Yep. All about relationships there with Jeremiah Smith. All right. Oregon trending heavily for Brandon Baker right now on the recruiting prediction machine. But last weekend he was at Georgia. Dylan Riola was also on campus. And, you know, I talked to him here in Nashville when he was in town for the On 3 Elite series. And I think he's still very much open to this process. So I don't think Ohio State right now heading into the weekend is maybe in his top two. But They'll have a chance to do so this weekend. All right, Marquise Lightfoot, he'll be taking his first official visit of his tour. That'll be to Ohio State this weekend. He's the number five edge in the country, number 65 overall. So far, he has visits set up to USC and Miami coming up, but look for Michigan and Notre Dame to also get visits in there. I think Ohio State this weekend, they're going to try to do more than just set the bar high. Top 150 wide receiver, Jeremiah McClellan, He's going to be in town and he is trending to Ohio State at 82% on the recruiting prediction machine. Sam, you've covered his recruitment a lot. Tennessee and Oregon also involved with McClellan, but what's your read here?
1: Yeah, um, I think you and I both have had RPM picks for McClellan, one of the best in the Midwest to wind up at Ohio State. It wasn't too long ago that he was on campus in the midst of Of that rush of commitments and and this is a big official visit weekend coming up a lot of commits like jeremiah smith and mylon graham going to be in town along with mcclellan i think that's a really big opportunity for who we're just talking about brian hartline and putting together this elite wide receiving core. mcclellan is kind of that missing piece he was just at lsu last weekend that visit went well but i don't think lsu was able to close the gap with ohio state they can kind of run away with it this weekend if everything goes according to plan
0: is McClellan like an insurance piece to Jeremiah Smith, or is
1: he a priority regardless of what Jeremiah Smith does? Listen, you need to continue to recruit Jeremiah Smith. He is in a tier of his own, but you need to also build out that receiving core. I mean, look at the look at the class that Ohio State has signed in the past. They are usually three and four blue chippers deep. Um, we know that Jeremiah Smith is the headliner, and Mylon Graham is a heck of a football player in his own right. And so is Jeremiah McClellan. Adding that three really makes it a dynamic trio for Ohio State to potentially sign. Without Mylan Graham, without Jeremiah Smith, without McClellan, it doesn't have that same star power, that same luster that you're looking for.
0: All right, Sam. Well, we're going to recap all this on Monday. It's going to be another busy week across America for official visits. Thanks for coming on the Inside Scoop and setting the bar high.
1: Hey, you set the bar pretty high
0: yourself, Josh. (laughs) Coral Gables is going to be the epicenter of recruiting this weekend. Mario Cristobal is bringing in 13 official visitors and a number of them being five-star recruits. So let's bring on Stephen Wagner of Canesport to preview this epic weekend. Stephen, here's some top talent that I want to talk about visiting Miami this weekend. Five-star Colin Simmons, five-star Georgia commit Ellis Robinson, five-star Dylan Stewart, five-star David Stone, oh, and then a pair of four-stars in Aiden Breeland and Jared Gibson. So let's start with the man himself, Colin Simmons. Now, I was with him in Nashville. He's talking up Miami a whole lot. Do you like Miami bringing him in this weekend, or do you think maybe they should use their official visit for him down the road?
2: I like Miami bringing him in this weekend because this is going to be his first official visit of the summer. And I think there is something to be said for having the opportunity to come in and set the bar. Uh, we saw Miami get Kamarian Franklin, the four-star defensive lineman, down last week, and I think Miami did a pretty good job setting the bar there. I think they'll have a really good chance to set the bar with Colin Simmons, too. Uh, I expect Jason Taylor to really pull out all the stops. I expect Mario Cristobal to be pretty heavily involved in this recruitment and in this official visit as well. Uh, Because this is what Jason Taylor was brought on to Miami staff to do, to Mm. give yourself a chance to land the number one edge rusher in the on three industry ranking and the number three overall prospect. Uh, You know, this is this is why Jason Taylor is on campus to help Miami land these five star plus
0: guys. All right, now Ellis Robinson's going to be on campus as well. I talked to him in Nashville, and he has said that he does have interest in Miami. This is, they've gotten him on campus before. Is this a situation where we're watching, putting him on flip watch, or is it more of, hey, if Ellis Robinson wants to come to campus, Miami will have him on as much as they can until he's ready to sign.
2: I think it's pretty difficult for me to say that he's on flip watch just yet, just because uh, Georgia, I think, is still in a good position uh, with him. But Miami is certainly making their push. And I do agree, um, as much as he wants to come to campus, Miami will host him every single time that he wants to get down to Coral Gables. Mm -hmm. Um, Miami has made a very consistent and a very aggressive recruiting pitch. I think Chad Simmons reported that uh, Miami's probably the biggest threat if anyone is really going to threaten Georgia but I would not count Miami out especially with the amount that they've been able to get him to campus I believe this will be his third time Mm -hmm. visiting campus here in just the last three or four months so certainly Miami is definitely in that mix for him all
0: right what are your sources saying on Dylan Stewart because when we met him in Nashville, he was a tough one to read. Now he's the number one player overall for on three. But what are your sources saying when it comes to his recruitment to Miami?
2: Yeah, he does like Miami. And Jason Taylor has played a really, really big role in his recruitment. Um, you know, Taylor has now been able to interact with Stewart in person in Coral Gables, uh, what will be the third time. Already this year, uh, whenever Dylan get whenever Dylan gets down for that official visit this weekend, a lot like the situation with Colin Simmons, uh, Jason Taylor is a huge reason why Stewart is considering Miami uh, to begin with. Um, this is what Jason Taylor was brought on this staff to do—to give yourself a chance with the number one player uh, in the on th- in the on three hundred and miami has certainly done that with dylan stewart we're i think we're seeing miami kind of recruiting their way into the mix uh for dylan stewart and i would expect this effort to continue to be pretty intense
0: all right moving on to five star david stone when i say david stone visiting miami i think of that picture of him throwing up the u with the big smile what's the key to landing david stone for miami you
2: know, that one has been really, really difficult uh, for me to really put my thumb on because it's it's felt like any time that Miami's able to get a little bit of momentum, it almost feels like Oklahoma just takes that momentum uh, mm-hmm. right back. I really thought after he took uh, those two unofficial visits to Miami on those back-to-back weekends in March, I remembered coming out of uh, coming out of Coral Gables, thinking to myself, you know, man, I, I think Miami has really done something here. And then shortly after that, you know, we see some stuff about how, you know, it really does seem like Oklahoma's starting to recapture that momentum a little bit. Um, so it, it feels to me almost like, you know, Miami's trying to scratch and claw and do everything they can to really continue that momentum. You know, I, I think Miami's biggest or the biggest thing Miami needs to do with David Stone is is once they get that little bit of momentum, they need to find ways to keep it. They need Mm. to find ways to be able to ride this out because I think uh, that's ultimately going to be kind of uh, the difference between whether or not David Stone ends up coming to Miami or not is if the Canes can
0: ride that momentum. All right, good point there. Now, defensive lineman Aiden Breeland, he's coming in from California. What's the deal there? Is there a connection with the staff, or are they just taking a big swing at a really good player?
2: So Mario Cristobal has actually been recruiting Aiden since he was in seventh grade. That was whenever Mario Cristobal gave him uh, gave him his first in person offer back whenever Mario was the head coach at Oregon, and they've maintained a good relationship. They've maintained a bond. He had a chance to get down here twice during the spring. Once for Miami's junior day on March fourth, and then he also came down for the spring game and Miami has Miami's really impressed him they see him maybe being moved around a little bit on the inside mm-hmm. uh, both at a three technique and a five technique which would really give him the opportunity to work with both Joe Salovea and Jason Taylor and that's something that has really been impressive to Breland I think is that opportunity to work with Jason Taylor? Um, you know, I, I feel like a broken record talking about Jason Taylor being involved in so many of these defensive line recruits. That's why they brought him in? Uh, but yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and Aiden really likes the idea of being able to be this kind of versatile piece uh, that they'll move around um, the defensive line. Uh, I think Miami is very well in the mix for him. Uh, but kind of tough to get a read on where specifically uh, they stand. I think it will be much easier to read him after these official visits are over.
0: Yeah, he's top thirty-five player in the country, borderline five-star. Another borderline five-stars running back, Jared Gibson from IMG Academy. Another IMG Academy player. Uh, he's been to Miami a couple times, and we talk about him all the time here on the Inside Scoop. And for months, you know, it's always Texas is the leader, but. Tennessee's the sleeper well that changed after a couple visits to Coral Gables Miami became the sleeper pick the dark horse in this race and now I don't even know if you could consider him a dark horse they're a straight up threat to Texas do you think there's any chance that coming out of this visit Jarek Gibson could name Miami as leader I think it would be
2: Difficult, although I wouldn't totally rule it out. Just because we've seen what Mario Cristobal is capable of whenever he gets these recruits on campus. you know The name of the game for Miami and for Mario really is just get these guys to campus for that official visit. Uh, I think Miami staff is very confident that if they can just get these guys in person and have the chance to show them what the U is all about and what Miami wants to build and what Mario Cristobal wants, wants to build down in Coral Gables that they can have a chance with really just about anyone. And I think really, that's the theme of this entire visit weekend. I mean, you know, I can't remember the last time that Miami had a visit weekend, this absolutely loaded with top tier talent. Uh, You know, you look, you know, number one, number two, number three uh, position player in the country, just Mm. up and down the uh, up and down the visitor list. Um, and, you know, Miami's going to do that with uh, Colin Simmons. They're going to do that with Dylan Stewart. Just get them down to campus for that official visit and give Miami a chance. And I think that Miami feels like if they can get these guys here, they will have a chance. And I would not rule out uh, Mario Cristobal at all. It still feels to me like Texas is probably uh, still the leader. Um, I would say that Miami does feel a little bit like a threat, uh, but a lot like Aiden Breeland, I think we'll know a lot more after this official visit weekend.
0: All right, well, like you said, there's a ton of talent and Kane Sport has all the previews there for all the names that are gonna be on campus. One more bonus name I wanna hit on is LJ McCray, the six foot six, 260 pound defensive lineman from Daytona Beach, Florida. And this is shaping up to be a classic big three battle. He was at UF last weekend on unofficial, official Miami this weekend. Now he'll take his official to FSU in October. Steven, what's your read on LJ McRae's recruitment?
2: Uh, Miami's definitely recruiting him hard. They've been recruiting him uh, pretty hard for a little while, uh, but you know, so have Florida and so have Florida state. And we've seen that. Mike Norvell and Billy Napier, you know, they they can be pretty freaking good recruiters uh, whenever they're really able to get a little bit of steam rolling. Um, and I think that Miami is going to have their work cut out for them uh, with L.J. McRae. Um, but I certainly wouldn't rule Miami out at all. You know, he told us the other day uh, Miami's been doing a good job recruiting him. Uh, Joe Salavea, Jason Taylor. Uh, Mario Cristobal, that same kind of three headed defensive line recruiting monster has been going pretty aggressively uh, after him too. I think Miami is making uh, a good impression and you know they're making it really well known just how badly they want him uh, down in Coral Gables. Um, so I definitely think that miami will uh, will have a shot, uh, but this weekend is really going to be. About him just being able to spend more time around the coaching staff and try to develop a little bit of a closer bond. Uh, I do think that a little bit of bond building still does need to be done uh, before I really circle L.J. McCray as you know a guy who's uh, a, a guy who I think you know Miami is right up there for. Um, certainly they're they're well in the running, uh, but I do think a little bit more bond building does need to be done with L.J.
0: All right, some work to be done there. Well, Stephen, we've laid out all the big names. We've hyped it up. So now Miami fans want to know, what are the expectations for this weekend when it comes to commitments? You know,
2: I'm really not sure if I can say that I would expect – uh, commitments to come following this weekend, just because okay. uh, we're finding so consistently uh, with all of these guys, even you know some of the three stars who are visiting this weekend that have kind of emerged as these priority targets from Miami. Um, you know they really do want to hold off uh, until after their official visits uh, before they make a decision. And Miami's a program that their recruiting style and Mario Cristobal's recruiting style it kind of centers around not really pressuring a lot of these kids. I mean that was the case with Kamari and franklin whenever miami got him down last weekend you know i even asked him is miami you know trying to get you to commit you know do they do they want to land you right now and he said no and you know this has been really the case with so many of these guys miami wants their wants their recruits to land at this decision on their own naturally um so i don't think that we'll necessarily see any commitments this weekend but i do think we could be seeing some commitments next weekend and the weekend following that, uh, June 16th and June 23rd. I think those are both going to be uh, pretty solid recruitment weekends to watch.
0: All right. Well, Steven, I know you're going to be on Kane Sport all weekend, and I know I'm going to be on Kane Sport all weekend reading your updates. So thanks for previewing the big weekend on the inside scoop. Texas landed a top tier arm in the 2025 class. Steve Sarkeesian does a great job of identifying QBs early because, as we know, the elite ones usually come off the board early. So once Sark zeroed in on the Alabama native, it was only a matter of time. We're going to talk about KJ Lacey here in a minute. But first, let's bring on Texas's te- inside Texas, Jerry Hamilton, to talk a little Longhorn recruiting. All right, Colin Simmons, he dropped his summer tour schedule. Texas will get their visit on June 23rd through the 25th after he visits Oregon, before he goes to Texas A&M. Now, he doesn't have official visits set to Oregon and A&M. Those will be, both be unofficial visits as it stands now. So, Jerry, do you think that Colin Simmons' official visit to Texas is coming too early in his process or at just the right time?
3: I think it's just at the right time for Colin Simmons. Uh, that's Texas big visit weekend. Want him on campus with all the top prospects, the Micah Hudsons of the world, all those top guys in your class, Kobe Black, the other five star prospects. You can always get him back on campus on a game day for another weekend visit because he's in Dallas. If it was an out of state kid, it's a different story, Mm but you're talking about. Get at Duncan Gould, who's two and a half hours away from the uh, University of Texas campus. So getting him in with all the other big-time recruits June 23rd through 25th is the right call for the Texas staff, knowing they'll get him back during the season.
0: Last time you were on the show, Jerry, we did a deep dive at the defensive backboard. So this time, let's switch sides of the ball and look at the wide receiver position. Of course, we're going to talk about five-star Micah Hudson here in a minute. But another top target, four-star Parker Livingston, is set to make his – decision on July 1. He's six foot three, 180 pounds from Lucas, Texas. What are the Longhorns' chances here for his July 1st decision?
3: Uh, Texas leads headed into the June visits. Uh, was South Carolina, Arkansas are getting visits, obviously. Uh, but Texas is in a really good place in this recruitment. I, they have been trending for a while. Uh, he, he built a relationship with Chris Jackson, a new wide receiver coach hire um, he has a relationship with Steve Sarkeesian. He was on campus in early January. Uh, again, he's coming in on that big Jan- June 23rd through 25th weekend. And he's a recruitment that you could say is Texas's lose right now.
0: All right. So Micah heads Hudson, he's heading into this Texas Tech OV this weekend. Texas will get their shot at him next weekend. Jerry, is there any concern that he ends his recruitment this weekend
3: while on the visit to Texas Tech? Uh, no, I'd be shocked. Uh, I mean, look, we, we've been shocked. That's not the way this this recruitment's gone. I think he's going to Texas Tech for their big weekend. He goes to Texas June 23rd through 25th for the Longhorns big weekend. The question with Hudson is, does that recruitment go into the fall? Uh, and I think that's kind of up in the air. I think there's one train of thought that says, yeah, it's going into the fall. It could be more if then there's another thought that says he could end this before his senior season. It's clear Texas Tech and Texas are the top two right now. Um, and this is the biggest recruiting weekend for Texas Tech in a long, long time. So they're going to throw the kitchen sink and anything else and all the tortillas in Lubbock at him, but I don't think he's committing this weekend.
0: All right. Well, I'm sure the Texas fans in the comment section of this video are taking shots at me right now for even asking <laughs> that. Let's move on to five-star wide receiver Ryan Wingo. He officially visits next weekend as well. He's just coming off of Georgia. He's been to a lot of places in the southeast, hasn't really been to Texas as much as some other schools, but – do you consider him a
3: long shot heading into this trip? You know, I, I think a month ago I considered him a long shot, a uh, Josh. Now I consider it a puncher's chance. I mean, look, when when I talked to Ryan Wingo a couple weeks ago, Steve Sarkeesian was recruiting him personally, texting him Mm. through his wide receiver coaching change. So Texas never backed off of Ryan Wingo. They just were in that wide receiver coaching change. Now, the interesting thing about Wingo's recruitment, he made an unofficial visit to Texas last summer in June, Mm -hmm. the same weekend Arch Manning made his official visit. I think Arch is a little bit involved in this recruitment uh, based on a couple of things, one of them being Ryan Wingo, talked about how big the city of Austin is and how he can – kind of outside football, it's a very similar message that Arch Manning was saying last year. Uh, so I think that message is they're trying to carry a little weight with that message, with what Ryan's looking for in a, in a college, in a big city college environment. Uh, but George obviously put the uh, foot forward last weekend, and then he's got Michigan this weekend, and he's got uh, Missouri after Texas on the 23rd through 25th. The interesting thing is, does Miami get in there? There's Mm -hmm. some chatter that Miami's trying to get in with Ryan Wingo. If they get in with Ryan Wingo, that could be a recruitment changer. I think Texas has a puncher's chance. Let's see where it goes. He's never met with Chris Jackson, the wide receivers coach. The 16th through 18th is a big weekend.
0: All right. Well, puncher's chance heading into the official visit weekend. We'll see if Texas can make up some ground there. Jerry, what does an ideal wide
3: receiver class look like for Texas in 2024? Yeah, I think it's three guys. Um, some A lot of Texas fans are asking, why wouldn't it be four? Well, Texas can do well in the portal at wide receiver. So I don't, I don't think you ever go four high school guys anymore. Mm. I think you can go with three high school guys, grab somebody from the portal like they did with A.D. Mitchell in the last class. But I think an ideal class for Texas would be Micah Hudson, Ryan Wingo, and Parker Livingstone. I mean, that's the ideal class. Now, Texas is trying on Jordan Anderson, the wide receiver out of Newport – Each committed. He's talking about taking a June official visit. So if somebody like that became a flip option or candidate legitimately, that could maybe shake up that perfect wide receiver class.
0: All right, let's get to the big commitment. Sark's latest big win on the recruiting trail, KJ Lacey. He's the first commitment and what a great first commitment to have your quarterback locked down for 2025. Now, he's got some developing to do, still two years left to play in high school. But who would you
3: compare his style of play to, either the college level or the pro level? Yeah, I, I think it's a, neat, it's a pretty simple one, and maybe it's too simple one right now. But it, he, there's a lot of Bryce Young talk with him, right? I mean, because he's six and a half, six, one guy, he's going to be a 200, 205-pound kid. He's 175 pounds now. He was 5'11", 155 a year ago. He's now closing on 6'1", 175. He doesn't turn 17 till January. So he's a just starting to develop physically. But he's happy. he's got that game. He's got athleticism, but he uses it when he has to because he's a pocket passer. He's a natural pocket passer. He's got great feel. He's got great anticipation throwing guys open. I actually had a conversation with David Morris at Quarterback Country. He's trained KJ since the third grade. I had a conversation with David yesterday, and he talked about that, just that in level of anticipation. And I talked to Jeff Kelly, the head coach at Sarah Land High, who was an NFL draft pick at quarterback out of Southern Miss. And he said, when the, when the game is at is the most pressure packed situation, when the fire is hot, his feet stay calm and he remains calm. You know, you hear a lot of those same things about Bryce Young coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying he's that level, but there are some comparisons there from size to style of play.
0: Well, that's got to make Texas fans excited. KJ Lacey is also teammates with the number one wide receiver in the 2025 class, five-star Ryan Williams. Now, Williams is already committed to Alabama, but Jerry,
3: do you think Lacey will be able to flip Ryan Williams? You want to talk about getting hate comments in a section, man. What am I supposed to say to that, Josh? (laughs) (laughs) Deliver Uh, the scoop, baby. Look, Texas is going to try. I I won't try. Williams isn't on campus in late July or next season. He was on campus at LSU last week, and these recruitments are ongoing, no matter if these twenty twenty five kids commit early or not. Texas is definitely going to take a big swing at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ryan Williams, DeCorey, and Moore out of Duncanville, the top two receivers in the on-three industry rankings, are the top two receivers on the board in 2025. And, by the way, Ryan Williams, a special talent. Uh, Josh, he had maybe the best sophomore season of a high school wide receiver I've ever seen last year. I mean, it was just unbelievable. 1,650 yards receiving, 700 rushing, 270 in returns, 40 touchdowns. It's just unheard of. And I saw him his freshman year to track me. He ran 10-7 into the wind. And I walked away. You see guys like this very often. Quick, fast, great hands, uh, just a natural instinct uh, for route running. Texas is going to try their best to flip him. What will happen? We'll see down the road.
0: Yeah. No, it sounds really exciting. And Jerry, thanks for coming on the Inside Scoop and dropping your intel with us. Appreciate you. Thank you for watching, make sure you smash that subscribe button for me, and remember to check out all the videos on the ON3 YouTube page.